Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. No segments for this episode, just more Florida State football stuff. Uh, Norvell, the Norvellian way, man. I, I wish it would be an emphasis on offensive and defensive line recruiting. I mean, thank God for Alex Atkins. Um, and thank goodness Mike Norvell was smart enough to move him to offensive coordinator so you could take better advantage of his recruiting prowess. Hopefully that can translate to wide receiver and tight end and and just, you know, I think if, like I said in my previous episode, if, if the offense improves just a little bit next season, he's going to be a head coach somewhere. I don't really see him going to a group of five school, but if, you know, it's it's if if definitely if a power five team comes knocking, he's probably gonna get that job. He's probably gonna take that job. But we we as fans make football too complicated. We we like the flash, we like the speed of the skill positions, but all that is predicated on good offensive line play. And we haven't had good offensive line play in a long time on this team. And I don't think you can properly evaluate anything on offense and you, until you block it up right. So just, you know, I hear other people talking about the receivers can't play. We don't know that. You, you, you know, the running game wasn't good because of the offensive linemen. It was good because Jordan Travis was a running threat. When he wasn't in the game, we seen what the running game was. It was nothing. It was non-existent. So, you know, by my count, you got 16 offensive linemen, you know, either on the roster or coming to the roster. I think 17 is the number. I think you got to have four left tackles, four right tackles, and nine interior guys. And uh, for me, I think you should move Darius Washington to guard. I think him, Gibbons, and Lyles as your interior, that's, that's, that's pretty damn strong right there. Then out of the combination of all those other guys, you got to find two tackles that can play. Now, Robert Scott is is okay, but when he goes against very athletic defensive ends, he's not that good. So I feel like both tackle spots are up for grabs. Um, defensively, defensive line-wise, I think you got good defensive tackle play. Uh, we lose both of our transfer defensive ends. And, 
you know, we just don't know what's coming. Like, I mean, if you got to go with McClendon and Fuller, I think we're going to have some problems. Um, you know, I think large in part why Kalen Deloach developed is because we actually had good defensive, defensive line play. You'd be amazed how fast players can develop when you can actually play good on the lines. You'd be amazed how better your quarterback looks when he actually has time to throw. That's why I say we as fans just make football so complicated. It's it's no matter how how no matter how many times you change the helmets, the design of the helmets, the jerseys, the strength and conditioning, the nutrition and all that, football is always gonna count come down to trench warfare. That's what it's going to come down to. I don't care what kind of advances you make in the game, technology-wise, anything. If you can't block, if you can't pass block, run block, if you can't rush the quarterback, if you can't stop the run, you're not going to win a lot of games. So... I mean, that's pretty much it. And that's what Florida State is. Florida State is is in the same league as like Vanderbilt and Duke and Kansas. Those type of schools. And we always known that Florida State has been cheap. I mean, even if the state of Florida does change the NIL laws, I really don't look for Florida State to be one of the main schools in the state of Florida jumping out trying to spend money to get guys they're cheap and that's just the way that school has always been they've always been cheap they want to win national championships cheap you lost an elite coach because you want to be cheap and i don't i i don't have nothing personal against jimbo he won fucking i mean excuse me he won games and that's the that's he won a national championship that's the bottom line for me. I don't care about nothing else. And he I don't even I don't think he wanted to leave Florida State. But y'all kind of forced him out the door because y'all so cheap. And you can't really afford at this point to get rid of anybody. But I mean, as head coach wise, because you're still paying Willie Taggart contract. If you fire Norvell, you're gonna be paying his contract. And and who are you going to bring in? Because the going right now, you know, if you actually want a good head coach, is nine, eight, nine, ten million dollars a season. And if you go get, you know, some group of five guy again, you're going to be in the same boat. So you just got to let this man build. This ain't a one or two year turnaround. This is a multi year rebuild. No matter who you bring in, you know. I don't think at this point you would even consider Urban Meyer because he just, everywhere he goes, he starts out okay and it's just a horrible finish. Florida, Ohio State, and now Jacksonville. So he's out. So and you don't have the, the tools, money, to, to go get anybody. So... You know, I'm on board. Uh, Travis Hunter. 
Wish him nothing but the best. Young man put himself in a position to do whatever he chose to do. I respect that. And I'm not going to hate on him for that. Okay? I don't think it's a big deal. We lost. Okay? We, we recovered by getting two very good DBs. DB was not a weakness on this team. More so than linebacker or wide receiver, a game-breaking wide receiver. But we don't know if these guys are game-breakers or not because, again, our offensive line plays suck. When you don't even have three seconds to throw, you know. And, you know, here and there when Jordan Travis did have time to throw, he made money throws. So trench warfare, man. Trench warfare. That's where games are won and lost. Um, like I said, I don't really understand the Norvellian way, but you know, I'm on board just because it's Florida State. They my team, and I'm always gonna stick with them. And I'm a, I started being a Florida State fan because of Deion Sanders. So I'm always gonna roll with Deion Sanders. I'm always gonna pull for Deion Sanders to be the the best. At what he does. I'm not a Jackson State fan, but I'm pulling for Dion to be successful. So um if the if the if Travis Hunter was gonna go anywhere, he went to the place I would want him to go. I mean, thank goodness nobody in the ACC got him. Thank goodness nobody in the SEC got him. He could have really stuck it to us and went to Clemson. Or the Gators or the Hurricanes. He went somewhere where we probably never gonna see him. So um what else? Um we got Micah Pittman. I watched some of his highlights on YouTube. He can play. He can play. He he can do all the stuff. Uh that we need him to do. Catch the screens. Catch it out the backfield. He can go deep. He, he's got good route running ability. He, he's a pretty good player. Um, so, yeah, getting him is a major plus. Getting this, the lineman from Wisconsin was a major plus. Now can we get that receiver from Louisville, Watkins? He would be a great addition. You know, Pittman and Watkins, I think your wide receiver room, if you get both of those guys, I think your wide receiver room might be okay. Um, I think the more pressing need on offense is uh, a running back that can that's got some game breaking ability. I mean, Tua Philly has that ability, but he's so light. He need to put on some weight. Um, and I just hope that we can actually utilize Cam McDonald this upcoming season like a normal offense utilizes their tight ends um, solidify that offensive line like I said and I've been saying it for two years move Darius Washington to the interior line please <laughs> if anybody listened to this podcast and they got any direct connects to 
Florida State, whatever. Please pass that message along. Move him to guard, please. Um, I'm very interested in seeing how this kid, uh, Omar Graham, the freshman linebacker, I want to see him play this upcoming season. They say he can run. I watch some of his stuff, but, you know, that's high school. I want to see how his ability transfer over to the college game. And, uh, you know, the the defensive end from Albany or Albany State, I don't know what it's called, but Verse, Curse, whatever his name is. Um, I hope we can get him, you know. I hope we can get him. And, uh, you know, hopefully some of these other defensive ends on the roster can add weight and blossom. Uh, uh, Jackson, Wilson, Peyton, any of them guys. McClendon, Fuller. Somebody got to step up. And, uh, I mean, with all the drama that's been going on the last couple of weeks with, with the early signing period, and, I mean... I think we're in a good spot, you know. But Norvell's got to win at least seven games next season. I think that's the the cutoff, seven games. You can't go five and seven again. You got to win at least seven games to, to, to not be on the hot seat in 2023. I think if you win seven games and show that improvement, and keep moving up, I think you're going to be all right. Um, I think uh, A.J. Duffy is probably the most important person in this class because of the the way that the quarterback situation is shaking out at Florida State. Um, Pretty safe to say if Jordan Travis wasn't on his team, he probably wouldn't have won a game. And whoever made the decision to bring in Mackenzie Milton, that was a very bad decision. I think he added a lot of stuff in terms of your locker room, but on the field he didn't he didn't do nothing. He had one good game, the Notre Dame game, and that's it. I think if Jordan Travis started the whole season, you probably would have went seven and five. So um strength and condition strength and conditioning has to take a monumental leap forward. I mean, you getting guys guys getting hurt. I mean, on both sides of the ball in the first in the first game. That don't make no sense to me. That's strength and conditioning. There's no way players should be breaking down in the first game. So, um, you know, hopefully the NIL stuff, Florida State can, you know, be a little bit more active and progressive and, um, you know, with that, I don't know who's going to be that, that big money NIL guy or corporation, but, I mean, we got to do something. I mean, because 
Georgia ain't going nowhere. Alabama ain't going nowhere. And it looks like Texas A&M ain't going nowhere. They they got 24 stars. That's insane. <laughs> 24? That's crazy. That is that is absolutely crazy, man. You Come on. You know somebody's getting paid. I don't have a problem with it, though. I think. You know, if you are that talented of a, of a football player that somebody wants to pay you to come to their school, hey, it is what it is. How does Jermaine Johnson not have a first-round grade? And all the hype around Thibodeau from Oregon, but I feel like my guy, Johnson, had a better season. Okay? I, I just don't. You know, these guys from from these networks that evaluate uh, draft talent or college football players, I mean, certainly they know more about evaluating talent than me, but I just, the eyeball test. I've, I've watched Thibodeau play. I don't think he's better than Jermaine Johnson. I think Jermaine Johnson is a top 10 player. If he goes to the Senior Bowl and shows out, I think his 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 stock is gonna skyrocket. Um, Kier Thomas, I don't know. It just depends on how he. I don't know if he's playing in the Senior Bowl or not, but it. But if he plays in the Senior Bowl, I think he'll have a good game. Um, again, I think he's gonna get an invite to the NFL Draft Combine. If he tests well, he might go three third round, fourth round, something like that. He's kind of an undersized defensive end. He'd probably be like a 3-4 guy. Um, You know, Jermaine Johnson is prototypical. I wouldn't mind seeing him come to the 49ers. Okay? If we could get him in in the second round, I would definitely take him. I mean, I think he would be hell opposite of of your boy uh Bosa and uh you know I'm just throwing that out there if any 49ers people listen to this podcast um I would definitely take him um so um I'm trying to think is there anything else uh quarterback um I think you need to add one more to this roster just for competition and just for, you know, somebody that can push Jordan Travis. I don't know if Duffy could come in year one and push him, but you never know. Uh, I've watched some of his stuff. He's very talented. Um, So this is, I mean, this is where we are, man. We are in the Norvellian way. So I, I just, I really don't understand it. I don't, I don't think he's really running his offense the way he ran it at Memphis. Cause it, I mean, it just doesn't look the same. And I think that's partly because he doesn't have all the personnel that he would like to have, but. I mean, just, just, you got to improve in all areas, though. So, um, 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate the support. We're available on all podcast platforms. Also on YouTube. Uh, Thank you for your support. Go Knowles.